Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with the amazing spider-man it was released july 3rd 2012 it was written for the screen by james vanderbilt and alvin Sargent, along with steve cloves and directed by mark webb i'm colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And back like he never left after a year-long hiatus from the pod, Blaine Rezach. What's up, homie? What is up, you guys? Oh, man, it is so good to have you back. It's been far too long. Uh, good to be here. It's good to talk cape shit. Oh, mm-hmm. fucking love cape shit, man. Uh, you know, it's been a while. It was Batman 89. Last you appeared on uh, our podcast. And uh, yeah. I believe even that was prior to our appearances, uh, respectively, on MCU on repeat back when it was still going back when it was still going. Um, oh, yeah, that was that was still when I was doing that was right when I was about to do DC stuff yep, for, the, for yep. that for that. Wow. Yes, Batman 89 released February 24th. Yeah, oh, that's when it released, and we were months ahead. We were months um, ahead. We like so, remember when we were yeah, recording. That is, that's crazy. Um, and here we it's are. It's been too long, guys. Too long. Uh, and I'm glad to have you back, man. Uh, as always, since you are our guest, after all, we're going to ask for your opinion of the movie first. I know you're a big, big fan of Andrew Garfield's yeah. Spider-Man. How are you feeling fresh off this viewing? Bro, uh, Andrew Garfield is still my favorite Spider-Man. Um, he just really embodies the character from the books that I read. And this movie holds a really like special place in my heart. Um, I'll say right off the bat, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. I've seen this more times than I can count. You could probably show me a scene from either this one or even the second one. And I could probably tell you, like you could play like an audio clip and I can tell you like what happens, where it is in the movie, like who's in it and everything. Like I can almost quote this movie probably front to back. Um, it is, it, it it came out at a time when I was a sophomore in high school. So I was like the age demographic of what Peter Parker was for this movie. I'm granted. Yeah. Andrew Garfield is 27 when he did this movie, 26, 27 when he did this. Um, it, it was still like, he's a sophomore junior in high school and he's like, it's his powers and things like that. This movie is just everything to me. And it's a good origin story, in my opinion. No, I'm with you. I it took me it it took me far too long to get here. Um, I I recall I did get to see this back in 2012 in theaters. It was the first Spider-Man movie I ever saw on the big screen. I didn't watch any of Raimi's on the big screen. Of course, I was quite accustomed to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man come 2012. Mm-hmm. I grew up on those movies, but 
this movie has always held a special place for me, but I, I'm with you now, Blaine. I'm with you. I think this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, it's and just I, so different. It is. It's wonderful, Joe. I know you're in a similar boat. You came oh. to this realization a couple, like oh, about man. a month ago. Yeah, I've been, I've been slowly shifting. I've, I've always been on Team Toby. Uh, he was my guy. I grew up with him. I've, it is definitely the Spider-Man movie I've seen the most, uh, is the first one. And then the second one is probably the second movie I've seen the most, if not Revenge of the Sith or the first Star Wars. I kind of, I don't know. I've lost track. But now that like I've been aging and I've been just coming to realize, um, I've seen every Spider-Man that we've had. Uh, offered to us i i know the man andrew garfield is i love him as an actor as just a person an actor um i like him the most out of any of the spider-men and then now he is my favorite spider-man out of all of them as well and i i i feel like you you tell myself that like two years ago and i would like say it's sacrilegious to like go against toby Maguire. you know like that's just the guy that he's just the og but Andrew just has something different about it. Like he just has the actual um, emotional weight along with being the perfect Peter Parker and Spider-Man combo. Like he just does both roles so well um, that I just, I don't know. Like I think Toby and, and Tom Holland, they have their strengths. Like I think Tom Holland plays a better Peter um, than Toby Maguire and Toby Maguire plays a better in suit Spider-Man. But I think Andrew Garfield plays a better both uh, sides of the coin than both of them. Uh, so well, I mean, I, I'm of the mind Andrew Garfield's one of the best actors working presently. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, just big time, all, all around, extremely talented man. Um, and you know, I think that the reception of this movie initially is a big result of the big s- swing in the other direct, and it's not a huge swing in a different direction, but it definitely distinguishes itself to be a different set of movies from. Raimi's you know obviously uh it's interesting comparing Sam Raimi to anybody because he's just such a unique filmmaker in terms mm-hmm. of the essence of his movies it's like it's hard to hold this up to Spider-Man 1 in many capacity beyond in any capacity beyond the character um but even so I found myself much more moved uh by this movie than I ever really am in the Raimi trilogy um and I I don't know man Emma Stone I love Emma Stone uh the fact that this this movie provides us both in my opinion uh the best Spider-Man the best Peter Parker and the best love interest um Mm. like that's a big thing too you know like that's nothing to stop at um it's because Mark Webb knows how to direct his actors so well on that, like, emotional level. Like, if you've seen any of his other movies, like, you can tell that he just puts so much care into how they, like, treat each other while, like, in character. Like, the movie Gifted with Chris Evans, it's so emotional and, and so, like, heartfelt. Like, you know that he can just, like, pull it out of his actors. Yeah. And, I mean, they did start dating, like, during was it during filming or like i mean is this like it was like right after i think they started yeah so i mean i mean that i'd say that they had chemistry obviously they dated for what was it four years um or so we were discussing off mic i think Mm -hmm. um so yeah they they had the chemistry and yeah they they both knocked it out of the park it was it was 
really a struggle to decide who I was going to go with for performance. I didn't know really which one I wanted to go with, and and uh, what I the logic I ended up going with at the end was they both did a phenomenal job, but Andrew just had more screen time um, and more to do um, as well. So I ended up ended up going with <clears throat> with him for me. Yeah, I was with you, Joe, for like the longest time, man. I was like thinking, oh, Andrew's going to take uh, performance, but I ultimately gave it to Emma Stone in the in the end because it's just after watching three movies of uh Kirsten Dunst uh basically just being told to scream when she's on screen <laughs> uh she's always playing that damsel in distress which isn't even the character of MJ uh for the most part all of those characteristics are actually like comic book Gwen Stacy like MJ's such a badass in the books um, or at least the older ones. I, I haven't read any of the like newer ones uh, right. in the like last ten years, but like MJ is such a badass in a lot of the older books, and they gave all of like Gwen Stacy's characteristics to her version of Mary Jane. But in this version, Emma Stone just like comes in here and she just is like she's definitely wearing like the pants in a relationship. She's <laughs> yeah. Wearing the pants uh, by wearing no pants at all as well. She's, like, <laughs> rarely ever actually wearing pants. Um, right, yeah. yeah. And, like, she, yeah, and she's dressing like Very yeah. well. Um, she yeah. pulls off those bangs, like, so nicely, too. Dude. Um, Dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm realizing back in 2012 when I was sitting in the theater that I was like, oh, Emma yeah. Stone. Oh, I'm oh, also yeah. falling Andrew in Murfield. love right now um, with you, you know, Andrew yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is a long childhood crush of mine, Emma Stone. It Natalie Portman, just from the Star Wars franchise. I got Emma Stone from the Marvel franchise. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I, I just have a couple childhood crushes. This was one of them. Oh, yeah, um, no man, I, sure. love, I love Emma Stone. She's and that's a great yeah. pick. You know, I think that she brought a lot of. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to say. It's fascinating that Andrew Garfield in the year a couple years prior was in the social network and that was kind of his breakthrough role. It was like, oh, this guy's going to be the fucking man, you know, mm-hmm. like he's yeah. going to be the shit. Um, uh, Emma Stone, I'm pretty sure, had just been in like Easy A. She'd been in a couple like a couple comedies and it's fascinating to see them get brought together here and kind of kind of a powerhouse of performances you know like uh you know the movie is exquisitely well performed when the weak link is reese afons like it's such a shame too and he's a good actor a great actor a great actor and that's that's what's crazy it's like the movie i I, and i'm not even discrediting him truly in in his performance of this movie that's just how well everyone else does i think that no you know like you said earlier about kirsten dunst in in raimi trilogy she's a fantastic actor and i don't think mm-hmm. she got she just doesn't she just didn't get the material necessary to Correct. put the, put her chops on display and i think you can make the same argument for risa funds but uh uh even that well the, that's he the problem with job. the lizard though like it, as a character, that's the problem with the lizard. Like he's just given like this base level of like nothing to do. So like, how do you take a character that has little to no real motivation, I guess, to and and like make him interesting? And I I think he did the best with what he what he had. And like, 
That's just how the lizard is as a character. Yeah, it's just... you're kind of right. He was just fired. You know, they're like, all right, we got everything we need. Thank you. Uh, leave. You know, leave your office. And he's like, ah, well, I guess human trials on me now. And yeah. that's yeah, basically like... his origin story. You know, he's like, well, all right. Uh, I'm going against everything I believe in by doing this process there's slowly. Of, like, um, there's a lot of stuff specifically with that character that uh, I enjoy the movie a great deal, but there are parts of it that kind of fall flat in terms of writing, and it's mostly around the lizard. Um, wait a minute, yeah, though. Yeah, and that's... We are... Okay, if we're going to compare it to Spider-Man 1, Norman Osborn also got fired, was unemployed, and says, fine... I will take the research myself and become villain. I just hate Spider-Man as well. So, I mean, like, it is kind of very surface level. It is kind of the same exact thing. There's a lot of this, a lot of similar beats uh, that happen in this movie, comparatively. So, wow. I guess I didn't think about this. You just got to be careful uh, about getting fired um, around Spider-Man. Uh, you I might become that, a villain. Or uh, around yeah, Oscorp. You got to be yeah, careful yeah. around Oscorp. You're an Oscorp, bro. You got to, you got to be fucking, you're out here. But like with <laughs> Norman Osborn yeah. in the first Spider-Man, I think you can make the argument that he was already unhinged. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like r- the thing about Dr. Kirk Connors is that he's a relatively normal dude prior to this. He's mm-hmm. obviously very motivated by the, the idea of regaining his limb, which is an understandable feat. You know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it is fascinating to see sort of his flippancy in terms of characterization. Like, I didn't fully realize that whenever he starts taking the serum, it's a little bit of a again, similar to Green Goblin, where it's kind of taking him over in a way and making him feel one way or the other. Because, like, when he's cured, it feels like the Kurt Connors we knew at the beginning of the movie kind of comes back mm. to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they did enough to make it clear that that's what yeah. was happening to him. It it all did seem like a really internally motivated process for him. And then to see that it was like kind of chemically charged. I don't know. I thought that was, it's a, it's an interesting beat. And I think it is a little the, missed. Like you're saying it is a little missed in there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think that there's a, one of my favorite moments in terms of just like, I don't know. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's just like they're trying to do like the a little bit of like a that moment to make clear that Kurt wasn't in full control is when he saves Peter, the guy who can yeah. stick to walls by right. catching him on the on yeah. the edge of the. Yeah, I was just I I always thought the same thing too. But I'm just like if you're getting thrown off of a really tall tower. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Oh my god, how have I... <laughs> Joseph is just in denial, it's like, oh my god, what's happening oh no. here? Oh no, I mean, I know his web shooters are gone, you know, it's like, okay. Typically, whenever he switches arms, and it's like a powerhouse moment, like, all he needed to do was swing him to the edge and let him, like, stick to the wall. Like, that's all he needed after that. Um, and it, it made it a point, like, he was, like, very much struggling. He was screaming, he was like, ah, It was a little bonding moment. Get the Come fuck on. up here, yeah, Andrew. Really wrong. Like, yeah. I, and frankly, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. This was the first time I've ever noticed that. This, I've this never wasn't thought of it. Either. No, I agree. I've, I agree. I haven't thought what, of it until this moment right now. That, like ruins the movie. I don't give a shit about logic as long as it gives you a powerhouse <laughs> emotional yeah. moment. Yeah. Like, and that does. That that did that did hit the spot for me. It was just kind of funny whenever I was like, "Can this motherfucker stick to walls?" You know what? Um, 
you saying that, I had this at number two right below the Dark Knight. I think it goes down to like 10 now, honestly. After that one detail, it's over. Uh, yeah, I can't do this movie anymore. No, no, it's... No, yeah, no, this. I'm, with I'm you, just man. gonna shill oh, Tom Holland now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drift that way. I don't think. Even though, I, I. That's the thing, though, is I don't think there really is an unenjoyable Spider-Man movie. They're all great. Like everyone does a really good job at yeah, what they're, they're doing. Um, and specifically, the first movies of all the Spider-Man trilogies. Like I love Spider-Man trilogies. It's a shame we never mm-hmm. got the third with Andrew Garfield here. Yeah. But, uh, Maybe uh, one day. Like, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of Homecoming. I'm a big fan of Spider-Man 1, and I'm a big fan. And uh, now I'm in the camp that this is my favorite Spider-Man movie, which I did not realize. So, like, uh, I think at least in kicking off their franchises, they've they've always kind of knocked that out of the park for me. Mm-hmm. A little bit of disagreeance with you? Oh, no kidding. Uh, I mean, I think Homecoming's an okay movie. I, it's definitely the least... Uh, enjoyable spider-man movie for me personally and i know that's sacrilege to a lot of people uh and i'm gonna be on the camp of like far from home is a better i'm holland movie comparatively um but we're not talking about those i mean that's just where i'm at because like if you're going from like civil war homecoming to infinity war it's just a, like a roller coaster oh, yeah. uh, i love sequences in that movie arc of tom holland spider-man not not vibing completely with yeah. that. Um, the Stark internship, you know, it's it's just the Stark internship. No, <laughs> and it's not that like I don't like things about that movie. There are a lot of things I like about that movie. It's just comparatively, if I'm, I'm if I'm taking each Spider Man like saga as its own thing, I'm definitely going to lean towards more this these this duology than I am going to be the other two trilogies. And I mm. and I like the other two trilogies as a whole. So, no, I'm with you. I'm with you too. You know, I think that, uh, uh, like I said, this is, this is definitely, um, I think that whenever we get to the amazing Spider-Man two, inevitably, um, I'll, I'll remember that. I remember that movie quite fondly, which I know is not the general case, uh, for most people, but, uh, I, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see if this one, cause I remember this one fondly too, and I am a- a- astonished by how much I actually liked it. So I'm hoping yeah. the same thing happens uh with with two here but uh yeah yeah man i i had a i had a grand time with this movie i i I was watching it last night and as it kept progressing i was just like damn damn like in comparison to a movie we discussed earlier this earlier this week uh the avengers um which i also enjoy a great deal but there there came a point when i paused that movie uh and i thought i had like 15 minutes left Mm-hmm. and i had about so I got 50. like an hour and a half left yeah i had about 50 minutes left and i was like okay <laughs> this movie i was like what am i 35 minutes into this movie i paused it i've got i'm an hour and 10 in and i've got like 40 left and i'm like oh okay this thing fucking moves um yeah. and that's and i like that that and that's something i didn't remember is that it's uh it's pacing is incredible it's shot wonderfully um yeah. i think it kind of falls under beautiful the cinematography it beautiful cgi brilliant visual effects just just absolutely gorgeous vfx the and like i understand why they did it and it's really cool while we're in that mode i'm still not a huge fan of like the first person 
angle stuff. Like that's fine. Oh, I, I love think it works. That stuff. Oh, you're gonna. I hate think me the then, first for... one really works. I mm. think the first one where he like swings towards the window and like sticks to it, and you see him. Like I liked that one, but when we kept returning to it, I was kind of like, ah, it's it's fine. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not like, oh, right. I can't stand this. But I think that uh, using it a bit a touch more sparingly than they did mm. would have been beneficial. Um, well, I I, think... that's that's probably my favorite shot by the way, is him when he oh. sticks to the window. Yeah. That's my favorite shot of the entire movie. It's so beautifully done. Oh, dude, it's gorgeous. Uh, and, like, the, it's astonishing when you compare, uh, to go back to the comparing between franchises for the Spider-Man movies, just how obviously the best this is for visual effects and web, web swinging. Um, oh, so good. So good. I think next movie is that like you got oh, that's it on, like, they it's, got it's it on so lock. elevated. They got it on lock. That's the best swinging in any Spider-Man so movie fun. there is. It's oh my so god! The, like the flapping of the suit. Like I mean, like it. It just there's so many little details of Andrew's swinging next movie that like I can't wait to get to the next movie. Well, um, speaking of swinging in this movie, the one where he is like going through all the traffic. That's a lot of that is practical. I had a guy hanging from a wire under that bridge yeah. and like going like, I, love I mean, the it, practical. It, it looked it too. That, that's something that this movie benefited a lot from was that it, it, it's something that I've come back to a lot. We talked to green lantern at the end of 2023, which is just so obviously <laughs> phoned in. We're shooting it on a green so screen, no natural yeah. lighting. We're going to light it in post. Yeah. Um, yep. This has a real sense of atmosphere that not a lot of movies that rely heavily on special effects, uh, especially of this time and even more so modernly, uh, they, they, they just don't do it to quite this effect, you know? And, uh, that was like the thing that really stuck out to me is that the, uh, the lighting in this movie is fucking beautiful. Um, nominal. Even the scenes at the, at, at like night, it's so good. Yes. Mm. Those are the best. Uh, scenes, and that was one of honestly. the complaints that I heard about this movie is like, well, it takes so much. Like, it, it's just always at night and things like that. And Spider-Man's supposed to be out during the day. I was like, dog, when is he going to do that if he's in school during the day? Yeah, right, bro. <laughs> and it's like, like he's, uh, a, he's people, in high school. People credit the Toby uh, trilogy and Raimi for the more horror kind of, uh, you know, horror mm -hmm. vibes that you get in that movie. And I think it's probably still stronger. But I mean, whenever like Gwen is is in Oscorp making the antidote yeah. and like the piano, like the you know, like oh, oh my god, like that's that's incredible. Um, there's there's a couple other like really good horror um moments, even when um like he like Spidey himself is just up on a wall, you know, hanging there, like yeah, looking yeah, yeah, down yeah. on like the car thief or and whatever. Shadow is like like oh my god, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. I've never thought of Spider-Man himself as creepy, but then I saw a tweet that was like, you know, what you see whenever you're like playing, you know, what 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 like uh, Spider-Man sees, and it's just like the goons, whatever. But then it's it it showed a the view of what like the the thugs would <laughs> see from the ground up, and it's just Spidey on like top of a crane, you know, like in, in like a little pose, and all you saw was the white of his oh, eyes, no. and I'm like, oh man, that you know, like at night. That this is like a little crazy. Batman, and you know, it, there's fear involved. Yeah, and that's here, what people were know? comparing this to, is because uh, Nolan's Dark Knight was was big. Obviously, it was concluding in the same year, 
I mean, mm. uh, obviously in this movie went a more kind of more grounded, more serious tone, I guess you could say for, for Spider-Man, but like the quips are, are on, on par. Like that's the character. Him quipping mm. is mm-hmm. in any fight. You know, like, Oh, weakness. It's, yeah. it's all small knives. knives. Yeah. Oh, bo- <laughs> oh my God. The body language of Andrew Garfield so in the suit, the, the last two suits to have non-movable eyes and his body language. He's just so lanky and he just gets into it. Like, it's just, Oh, it's so perfect. I like, love uh, him in that role. I remember like, I think he's fighting. Um, I always, I always want to call him killer croc, but that's Batman. Uh, right, like that's yeah, the lizard, that's yeah, yeah, killer croc. This is just his, his the name's lizard. Much simpler. It's uh, just the just lizard. The lizard. Uh, he's fighting the lizard in high school, and like that kind of like bridge over the courtyard yeah, area, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and like he does like a little, a little like spider pose, like you know, like after he throws Glenn Someone's out the window, and he's lizard. like, yeah, he gets like I don't know, gets in his little spider pose, which is perfect, and yeah, all that crawling over him, just putting his webs all over Ooh, him. It's like, so good. man, oh. he does, he does so like just so many things that you don't see any other, any of the other Spider-Men do. Um, exactly. It's just creative, very creative. Dude. Yeah, no, I, uh, I adored it, man. I thought that there was, uh, we were talking about the, you know, the tone that this movie takes and there was a certain, uh, element to this that i'd never considered that more so than pretty much any superhero movie ever before it or maybe since this is a uh this is a coming of age movie and i've never mm-hmm. really yeah. watched it through that lens <laughs> yeah um, when he comes home all you know after his bite they're like alcohol is he drinking and they're like i don't that's not the alcohol you know they're like balancing all the yeah, stuff on dude him looks baked as I hell got, or like got, you know like walking with all that food he's acting baked as hell yeah exactly and even at may's like he took the frozen he like catches the fly and, and then sally yeah. field's like that's a fly and he like lets it go and he does the, the little, little hand. hand gesture he does he just yeah. does a little twinge like he's just like yeah. all right uh, i didn't mean to catch bro that. is tweaking um yeah. like it's oh my God. Uh, it's mm-hmm. incredible how is he going to heat up that frozen mac and cheese you know, he's not, he's not he's gonna. gonna he's just gonna eat it frozen. He's gonna let it thaw. He was that thing down. the rest of the food and then eat that. I mean, he had enough where he could let it thaw. Boy, kind of mm. has a pretty cool setup in his room. You know, he has that electric lock. I wouldn't put it past him to have some sort of, you know, whether it's not a microwave. Dude's got something, some heating. Broke bro yeah, yeah, probably. There, probably got a Bunsen know? burner up in Dude. that hoe. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, he's got something up there. Uh, he's Peter Parker, you know. I look. I don't yeah, know. I wonderful. Love, wonderful. I love the Bing montages. Well. You know, whenever he's just hardcore on Bing, uh, and he's like looking Bing. up his dad or looking up Spider Bites, Bing or looking of all up the Spandex. Things, you know? So you know? so yeah. Sony coded. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can we talk so. about really quick about how this Peter Parker? While yeah, he doesn't make the web fluid like say Tom Holland does, or even like naturally like Tobey Maguire does. The dude takes a wristwatch and creates a web shooter out of it. Like mm-hmm. people say, this and this that Andrew Garfield Spider Man isn't the smartest one in terms of like scientific. But I didn't see Tobey Maguire doing really anything scientific except for like trying to talk. Like, oh, yeah, it's just the acoustics, blah blah blah. You know, it's all the bouncing and everything mm-hmm. like that. But like this Spider Man just takes a wristwatch like t- is taking intricately these little gears out and like putting this little web shooter yeah. together. He's 
high school genius, you know, like high school the genius. other, they, they, the others, they make them like a Tony Stark sort of genius where they could make yeah. an arc reactor in a cave. But like, that's the thing is that like this sort of genius I like more whenever he goes in the basement and uncle Ben's like, Oh, it must be the, the whatever that's causing the leak. And then he, Andrew's like, Oh no, no, it can't be that. There's way too much water. It has to be this valve. And he's like, Oh yeah, obviously whatever. You, you know, it's like, you fix it. Thing. Like, yeah, exactly. And like, bro and the, fucking figures out the decay rate al- algorithm that his dad and Dr. Kirk well, Connors couldn't figure I out. I guess it's already just there. Uh, like it's just, it, his just dad figured it. it out. I think it's it, his yeah. dad kind of was like, uh, this is like a a nuclear bomb esque sort of release on the world. I got to keep it a secret. Um, yeah. And then and when then, I was watching it, hmm? when I was sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, go ahead. I was just gonna say he just gave it to Doctor Connors on a silver platter. He was mm-hmm. just like, here in notebook in your kitchen. Here you go. My, oh, my what my father was what he died for basically to keep a secret. Um, yeah. Here you go, but. Because when I was watching it, again, I I talked about this when MCU on repeat was a thing and it's no longer a thing. Um, I was watching it and I'm and I'm still confused if he wrote the algorithm wrong. Like, I think that would have been a good twist if 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 he like wrote a wrong number or a wrong exponent or something like that. But it's I I don't think I think it's the same equation. Like, I think he just pulled it off of like a photographic memory type thing. Mm. Um, obviously we learned in the second movie why it worked for him and not lizard. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think that would have been a good twist is that when he was writing down oh. the equation and he like wrote it down by like one number off and that's why it turned oh. Connors into the actual lizard. No. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It would, it would, it would provide a little bit of a, because one thing I really mm. like about Spider-Man stories at large is that often he's hoisted by his own petard. You know, he mm-hmm. he does something that leads to the villain doing their thing. Um, and I thought that that's something that this one did extremely in the movies, yeah. compellingly. Um, yeah. Wow, I've never. Really and it's not thought... his fault, but it's he certainly helped him get there. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, and it's, it's cool to see such a personal, um, a personal stake, you know, it's, if, if this goes wrong, it's his fault. It's not just like, it's my responsibility. I love the, I love the twist on the great with great power comes great responsibility Mm -hmm. quote here where he's like, uh, yeah, you got a moral obligation to do those things. Yeah. if If you can do good, you have a moral obligation to do those things. Uh, it's, Not it's, choice, responsibility. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like, it's written well. It's just funny because we know there's a quote that they're beating around. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, in a different well, context, it'd be a great line of dialogue. You know, like, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, technically, if you're going back to, like, the original appearance of Spider-Man when Uncle Ben does, like, I, yes. he never says it in the book. Yeah, it's not actually that. It's not actually No, he just favorite. learns this lesson on his own at the very end. With great power comes great responsibility. So yeah. having Uncle Ben say it by not saying it, I think fits a lot better. I don't know. It's a lot more words for sure. No, yeah. I, I like it. I like, and don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy it. It's just funny that to have to have a, di- a line yeah, of dialogue. It's just like about dance around it. They're getting at, it's ex- it is yeah. a little funny. 
Um, I think yeah. kind of sums up like what's happening more at large. Like they're they're doing another origin Spidey movie, and a lot of the things like we know what's kind of going to happen. We know he's going to get some powers at some point. We're going to see him mm-hmm. trans- go through a transformation. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ben is probably going to die. You know, like yeah. I, I don't like it, like even if you've never seen it before, it's like well we know the first Uncle Ben died, so it's like yep. probably it's a pretty common Spider Man thing Uncle for that Ben's to happen. Death in this one. Oh, it hurts, it hurts a man, bit. Man, that's the thing. Yes. Like, oh, like you gotta go for the gun, Uncle Ben. Yeah. You gotta go for the gun. I don't you think do, he was gonna he shoot him. He had a moral obligation to do the right thing and get the gun. Oh, see, that's why out I, of this. I don't know. Get the gun out of the criminal's hands. Maybe you know. Maybe that's his. I, I, yeah, I don't. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. But he was just looking, looking for Peter. You know, Peter stormed out, and that's why he's out on the street. So it's like there's that layer of guilt. You know, like uh, Tom or not Tom Holland. Uh, Toby Maguire's guilt was that he wasn't actually at the library. The he policy. was out fighting, and you know that's what got him out there and and got him killed. This is just like he didn't pick up Aunt May and stormed out because it was you know a big emotional yeah, moment, yeah. and you know. So I, I don't know. I think it was it was very. They they oh, change things I like, very I like, well, uh, and I I I sound like I'm talking shit. I'm never actually talking shit. I enjoy the choices this movie makes. Yeah. Oh, what hurts this? What hurts this scene though? Uh, like comparatively, is the deleted version. Is it Ooh, better? It's so much better. Okay, so the deleted version is it's after uh, uh, Carradine gets the takes the money, steals the beer money from the cash register, and he walks off. Um, and Peter takes his chocolate milk and goes. Um, so he's he's walking and he go he's hanging out on top in like the, the scaffolding of the whatever like train rail that's above him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's hanging out. He's hanging out in that like where it would connect. Um, and then he's hearing like he's got Uncle Ben is still calling him on his phone, and then he um hears a gunshot and. He goes down to check it out just because I guess he's just being curious. Um, well, Uncle Ben saw somebody walk down an alley, dark alley in the middle of the night, and he thought thinks it's Peter. So he goes down there, and he when he goes down there, he gets shot. Mm. And then Peter hears that. He goes to check it out, and that's when he sees it's Uncle Ben. Hmm. Ah, yeah, that could have. See, it's, I, I like, think it's better than him going, hey, trying to get the gun. Yeah, like, I get Uncle Ben was trying to do like, right. It's but literally like, the action he takes that I'm like, it's. Yeah. No, I agree. It does make it a lot more needless, you know, like his death. Like, it makes it like a lot mm-hmm. more like, God damn, that really didn't need to happen. But, and that makes it a different layer of tragic. But I do like I do like that deleted version more. I do. Yeah. I think, it, you know, deleted version is, kinda, a lot, is a lot better. I think that one should have stayed in. Gotcha, I mean, yeah. it just it makes it seem like oh, we have to kill Uncle Ben off, so let's do it. And Martin Sheen is a great Uncle Ben, dude. Sally Field is a great Aunt May. I'd kind of oh, forgotten. She hated being thing. Aunt May. She hated it, and I was like, "You are the best one yet." Like comparatively, in my I mean, my opinion, I love this cast. So I think uh, this this has an unbelievable cast, dude. Like, uh, and I enjoy, and I enjoy Sally field a great deal, um, beyond her work just as aunt may here. So it, it, and that kind of paints this cast. And I mean, that's what makes you like any cast in any movie really is how much you like the work of everybody in the cast. So I don't know why I'm like feeling bad about that, but, uh, 
you know, I mean, Martin Sheen is fucking incredible as Uncle Ben. Like that line delivery, like he's the reason that line delivery worked. You know, when we're talking right, about, the, yeah. like, if you can do good, you have a moral obligation to do those things. It's because of the way that he presents that line that it actually hits you in a way that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, a moment that almost even almost even got me to tear up um, was whenever Uncle Ben walked in his room afterwards, after Peter found his dad's bag under the stairs mm-hmm. and was like, hey, we don't talk about your, your parents enough. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, it is wrong. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not maybe the, the father, you know, I can't fill those shoes, blah, blah, blah. But then on the way out, you know, Peter's like, Hey, you know, you, you're a pretty, you're, you're a really great dad, by the way. And like, pretty good you dad. just see, you just see like that smile, you know, like just that yeah. facial acting, no words are spoken, but like you see this moment between them. Um, it kind of just reminded me of the no way home, like, Hey, like, I love you guys. Like whenever, like he just like kind of stopped, like Andrew yeah. Garfield always just, I think he's a very just express, he likes to express his emotions, you know, like, uh, no matter, um, what movie he's in. Well, I guess that's kind of, uh, the whole reason he does have relationship problems in Tick, Tick, Boom is that he isn't expressive (laughs) enough. So maybe I'll take, I'll take my words back, but at least as Spider-Man, uh, he seems to just, uh, he's a very loving person. I don't know. Um, and, and, uh. But yeah, yeah I, and also it's such like a it's a comparative scene if you take that scene of hey you're a pretty good dad Uncle Ben to uh Toby Maguire when he's like I I don't mean to preach and and stuff but I know I'm not your father he's like stop pretending to be mm, the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, no for sure. Right? Like, Damn. like Yeah, that's right. I don't and mean to lecture, great, I don't mean to preach. That's a great antithesis moment that I think like It is. It absolutely is. I think that there's something, uh, again, about the reception of this in 2012 that was generally people kind of looked at it as though it was like smiting Raimi's trilogy when it was just trying to distinguish itself from that. Like that's it's it doesn't want to be a perfect recreation of of a movie that came out 10 years ago. Why would it want to be? It wants to be its own. Exactly. Um, And it does. A phenomenal job at that and i want to i want to bridge this into a uh, favorite scene talk here um because there's there's so many great great moments in this uh so blaine i wanted to start with your with your favorite scene of the movie here i think my favorite scene i i hemmed and haw on this a lot but i think the favorite scene of mine is the fight in the school mm. Mm. Uh, that okay. whole the kind of where he kind of goes he gets like thrown into the wall and then he pops out and he's all dressed up in a Spider-Man suit. And then it's just like the library fight with Stanley in the headphones. Oh, yeah. Like that's a good sequence in that whole thing. And then you just, it cuts back to normal sound when he whacks against the wall or the bookshelves. And I think it's great. Like I love that whole scene mm-hmm. of fighting in the school. And then like, like you said, Joseph, where he's crawling on all over the lizard, like an actual spider web trying to encase him into like a web cocoon. Like, I'm going to throw yeah. you out the window now. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I'm going to throw you out the window now. Yeah. Screams. And then she's like, oh, that was like, I like I, that. I, you got, I don't know that little, the reaction was, she had uh, was what like, I love about Gwen uh, in this movie is that she's noticeably yearning. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciate that, you know, yeah. uh, they're, they're on the rooftop, you know, and he's like trying to tell her oh, that I'm he's a man. And he's like, yeah. yeah, I've been bitten. She's like, me too. I've, yeah, me I've too. 
well yeah like and um, he was like oh okay oh, oh, um you know he's like, like yeah oh, all right okay but like, oh, no wait, I'm, um, actually, uh, I'm trying to i'm trying to tell you something about this car thief he's like oh oh okay and then he's like but he's no, like, i'm gonna talk actually, about me i'm gonna talk about me for a second talk about me and she's like oh yeah what about you like what is it about you peter like I, she's oh man <laughs> she was incredible like through dude i love him the whole time in this i really do she's but so like I, one one of my line candidates came from that rooftop scene whenever he like flies uh, like i love that whole scene it was top two mm. for me in terms of my favorite scenes of the movie oh uh, when he because it's one of my least favorite things in superhero movies i understand why they do it i get the story i get the mm. story beat but i love that he just fucking tells her the yeah. first like he's just like i can't keep this from you i want to tell you this i think it's cool and i think that you are the only other person who will be yeah. down with me for it um, and what a smooth way to tell her too oh when, little, he's, when he and slings then, her in there roll her in love Ooh. that Oh my God! You know, I mean, like, she's like you, you, you has got Riz. He yeah, does. Bro. He, he does. Was, he's smooth. I see why what? they fell in love with each other. You know, oh, like, too. oh my God, come on off the charts. But yeah. that line, whenever he like swings away, and she goes, "Oh, I'm in trouble." You know, yeah. like she's like, because because she's like, I know I shouldn't. But goddamn, am I going to? You know, like yeah. uh, that's that's the uh, I love it. I love it. But uh, oh yeah. No, Man, there are great. some great scenes in this movie. I ultimately the scene that moves me the most, it always has, and it likely always will, is when the construction workers come through for him and oh, yeah. line, line the it city up banding together. Dude. Oh, anytime man. the civilians help Peter, when New York comes together for yeah. Spider-Man. I fucking love it. Um, yeah. It's the best scene in Spider-Man Two. Whenever they carry him through, and I mean, like corn, the the you dialogue is corny there, but it's you gotta go through us, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. In Spider-Man dude, too. I love it. Oh, I mean, it happens oh. in Spider-Man One. Whenever they're like, "You fuck with Spidey, you fuck with us," you know, not in so many words, but yeah, uh, you know why like, that started? What's that? Just New York helping out, or what? You know why they? Do you know why they added that? Or I think I think I, this is the reason why they added the whole "you mess with Spidey, you mess with New York, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us" in the first one, and then they like kept it as like a running thing okay. going through. There's a reason. Be- I think it's because of the terrorist attack of 9/11. Yeah, I was gonna say 9/11. Oh, was, yeah, dang, this, I guess because that's when the year that's after when 9/11. everybody wanted to come together and like. Dang. You know, help yeah. each other out. Like, needed no, yeah, just the a, spirit. The Spider Man brought us all together, huh? Yeah, like yeah, no, the yeah, honestly, New York post uh, post those terrorist attacks is something that they they really try to emulate in the the spirit mm-hmm. of the New Yorkers wow. watching a man try yeah. to protect them. You know, like uh, this is my post trauma right movie, even though I didn't realize. Um, what was going on at the time because I was one years old, or I guess yeah. one and yeah. a half, you know, at the time. Uh, yeah. but I poured my whole life into those movies. Maybe this is why yeah, I needed, it's... I needed to escape reality. Um, no, yeah. but, but no, no I mean, no. like, but that moment, whenever you, the, the construction workers watching it on oh. the TV and he's like, Hey, hold on, hold on. Give me a, give me him on sixth. Get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. We got to do this thing. He's like, no, Light him up, boys. Dude, Turn them street side. We this gotta, is the best. We gotta help Spidey. 
this is the best New York coming to help each other. Like it because oh, it, it feels so triumphant at 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 the same time because slow run from a yeah, limp. He also got caught, you know, by that one cop. It's Fuck so fucking hype. It just mm. gets you going, man. I know. I, I and love then the it. Wind and the swinging that comes from that is just so beautiful to watch. The cops blocking off the traffic to let him go as low as possible, you yeah. know, to like get as much speed yeah. as he can. It was like, arc? oh. Oh man, yeah, it was so it was badass. Good. And then the slingshot, like when he gets to Oscorp, and then he like pulls back, yeah. you know. And then I love that every time Spider Man does that, like in any situation at all. I like. Mm-hmm. I just would want to be Spider Man so bad. That I hadn't like, considered. There's no greater influence on the Spider Man video game from 2018 than this movie, right? No, th- they like, take they take story elements from both of these movies, beat almost beat for beat. The swinging from the second movie is like almost identical to the game, and like oh, and and what is, because that, that was like, the thing with, when they almost, went into development. That thing, whenever um, him and Connors are in the lab, and they're like basically plugging in new formulas, and you got the the blue techie sort of thing floating in front of them. And it's like, it failed. It failed. And then it's like success. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking game mode in Spider-Man. You know, like that's a, uh, damn, Damn. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yes. Sony, I guess they're all, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It is just all, I mean, like, uh, but yeah. And now, yeah, it is, it is that time too, when they would, would be thinking of, of developing. And cause like the, the first, when did the first game come out? Was 2018. 18. Yeah. So, and then in the second movie, yeah. So, I guess the second movie would have come out. Um, second movie well was with 2014. Yeah, you would 14, start yeah. probably development early yeah. 2015. Oh, okay. so yeah, they would definitely they look to the Amazing Spider-Man three sure. yet. Yeah, they're for sure looking to these movies as their their like yeah resource files. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is like their their bible for the time. Basically, we need to make it look mm-hmm. look like this. No, um, dude, it's it's fucking gorgeous, man. And uh yeah, so that was that was my scene. It was also visually fucking brilliant mm-hmm. also. So it was just a nice little the music swell. I love James Horner's score of this movie. One of my mm. favorite uh comic book movie scores ever. I love it. Um Rest and the way peace. it swells there just hits. Uh Joe, what about you? What's your favorite scene from the movie? Mine? You know, now that you mentioned their rooftop, like him telling her, that was a close that that could actually maybe be a contender. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, I think it's the first time he's actually full in suit um, and going on. Well, maybe not, but it, it's whenever he's on the bridge and the lizards out, you know, he's trying to get uh, the, the business sort Oscorp kind of guy. What's his, what's his name in this? Uh, I bet he has a name. Uh, Rajit Ratha um, yep, in yep. the movie. Um, yeah. He's trying to get him on the bridge uh, and then, you know, Spidey comes and, and saves the day, holds all the, you know, all the cars are hanging from the bridge. Um, you know, he saves all them and then the boy, uh, like the, specifically like this part, whenever the boy's in the car and he's like, he's like, Hey, look at, I'm just a normal person. Like, it's okay. Everything's fine. He's like, put on the mask. It's going to make you strong, you know, and like, finds out like, oh man. Yeah, it was perfect. That was my runner up for scene, by the way, is Mm -hmm. the scene where he saves Jack, the kid. Mm -hmm. Yep. Jack put the mask. I put the, that in there in the, that in the one box. did that one did get me emotionally like i did I, I got moved to tears for that part because it was just yeah. i love a pure 
hero moment. Like, mm-hmm. and again, just the choices that this Peter makes in terms of being open about who he is to like, whenever he gets there and the kid's scared and he just immediately rips off his mask and he's like, I'm just a guy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just a dude. Come on, I'm just a kid dude. like you, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I his costume was that kind of designed to put fear because he was going only after criminals. He was only trying to find the guy a who killed specific him. criminal. Yeah, type. Uh, so like he was meant to be scary, but now that he's he's changing into this, you know, hero. Now he realized like, oh, my mask actually does kind of look a little bit scary. Like those yellow eyes, you know. I don't know. They have something to them that is a little bit more freaky. The next suit, oh my god! I mean, when we and get that's to that the scene where he becomes Spider Man, though, like oh, that man. is this I this that is the I am Spider Man moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what he says. That for one, the dad is the guy who's the main operator for all the construction cranes and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's the guy who saved my kid. I gotta do this for him. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. And then also, it is the first name drop. He's like, who are you? And he's like. I'm Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You know, it's like, yeah, I am. Uh, which is, hey, know. I'm swinging it. I'm swinging yeah. it. Swinging it, dude. That scene, that fo- that little shot that follows it, though, when he like he swings off from the bridge after saving the kid, and then it's just it just cuts to him sitting in his bedroom, just in his suit, staring at the mask on the floor. Dude. You're like, holy shit! Like, oh, is this man. like this is who I am now? Like, this is what I have to do. Yeah. No, there's. I don't know when it was. I put it down. Um, oh, he's on the way to Oscorp. Okay. I think it might be during the construction scene, maybe. Um, maybe a little bit before. But um, it's when whenever the, the helicopter has, like, a spotlight, and he swings, like, in front right. of the spotlight, and, like, it, it like goes kind of slow motion, and then, like, oh, he's up like that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess it's oh. it's right before then. It's right before then. The, both of them look okay. really good, but it's the one yeah, where he's just swinging and he doesn't get get hit yet. Uh, but that one oh, even yeah, looks yeah, good yeah. too when he does get hit with the laser. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to to highlight those uh, because I did think they just looked really cool. But oh, that I is think your favorite shot, right? No, I think I'm actually going to go with whenever he makes his web down in the sewer, tracking uh, the lizard down there, and he just like sends all of the the different, you know, webs yeah. all down the line, and then he's just, like, sitting right in the middle. Test the vibrations. Um, that's just a good Oh, man. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Point. I love – like, and that's the thing. He's so much more spider-like um, than all the other spiders. Like, he, he made his own big web there. Like, the only time we see yeah. someone make a web is, like, Tobey Maguire, but it's just that huge one above a funeral – like, a graveyard and him and MJ are just laying on it, you know, That's in and Central it's like, park. they're in the middle of, par- of the park. Yeah. Kind of crazy that he's doing that in his suit. Uh, yeah. you know, not, not Spidey suit his just normal. He's uh, like tuxedo shoot, suit. Or, yeah. His dress suit that he wore yeah. for the show. But like this web, I don't know. It looks, how the fuck did Toby even weave that other web in the first, you know, it was like kind of nuts if he actually did all that work. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Like it's, it's very, but, um, it, it it looks a lot more like an actual <laughs> fighter's web. Yeah, this um, is yeah. fucked. I don't know. This one, I, I liked. I like the looks of it all. I really wish that the camera, like the pictures, would have turned out somehow. You know, because he took pictures. <laughs> I think because there was an ad Just in the paper hit, yeah. that said like there's a reward for any proof of the lizard. 
um, around New York. So I think like they're just low on money right now, you know. And I think I I, I thought that you know maybe that there was some attention for that because well he'd he also his- come straight from the police precinct where he tried to tell captain Stacy that the lizard's real. And he's like, uh, all right, I don't, be- oh, and that it's, it's Kurt Connors. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, nah, I yeah. don't believe that. Like, it's like, he wrote a glowing college recommendation essay for my daughter. It made yeah. me cry. There's no yeah. way this. Is Apparently guy. the mayor of Tokyo would believe in this situation instantly, you know, just because they're from Tokyo, the most technologically Godzilla. advanced city in the God, entire it's world. It's a Godzilla reference. Actually, it's, a God, it's a Godzilla reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that flew got up so away. over my head so fast. I'm like, why? Why is this dude just racist towards Japan for no reason? I'm like, does he? No, just yeah, it's because it's because of the giant lizard oh in Japan. This is a big oh, lizard. Dude. Fuck. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm we looking okay. for it right now. Man, nothing's ever made me stand up in a podcast. Yeah, no, that was that was a rare occurrence. That was man, yeah. Actually, there was something about this movie that, like, uh, I've never like. I quite enjoyed Captain Stacy's presence in this movie, which is something he actually delivers my favorite line of the movie. Mm. Um, It's not alone. That's that's one of them. I love (laughs) that, but uh, it's not it. But after whenever the moment when Peter turns around and looks at him and he's like, son mm. of a bitch, you know, he's yeah. like, God damn Peter? it. Um, Fuck. Yeah, it's like, uh, and he lets him go. He tells him to hold his fire, but it's whenever he gets to Oscorp and Gwen's like, no, you don't understand. He's like, I understand. She's like, no, you don't understand. You can't. He's like, your boyfriend is a man of many masks. I get it. Um, whenever yeah. he says that to her and she's Good like, line delivery though. Oh, fantastic. And that's why I went with it is because mm-hmm. that line delivery is it's it's extremely it, it's heartfelt. You know, it's a, it's a moment where you realize he cares more about his daughter than he does about his job. And he cares more about the livelihood of the people that ultimately when he was faced with that choice in the moment, he realizes just what Spider-Man is. Um He's heard it straight from his mouth. You know, he's heard it straight from the guy, what his intentions are and what he wants to do. Um, And I I think that it's a, it's a great line and a great moment that really anchors uh, what is supposed to be the emotional sort of oomph of this movie. Uh, Oh, him dying. Yeah. The ending is, I like the ending. Yeah. Pretty fucking funny though. Um What do you mean? Wait, funny? What do you mean? He's talking I'm about talking the part about, where, like the the like when he goes back, the best, are you talking about when he like, goes back to class line? and she's like, Don't make promises you can't keep. Look, I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Oh, I don't I do either. think it's kind of dumb. I think thematically it kind of falls on its face. Ultimately yeah. what it comes to is whether you enjoy the romance of Peter and Gwen more than you care about Captain Stacy, which I do. Um, so ultimately mm. it doesn't matter to me that much, but it's such an odd tone to strike about Gwen's dad. Like she understands, like, you know, whenever she goes to his place and he's like, she's like, mm-hmm. he made you promise, didn't he? And yeah. he's like, and he, he says it without saying it, you know? Um, hmm. but to like, I, 
to then just switch. I, I think the Aunt May line in between there is what really makes him switch. He was he was like, all right, I'll keep this promise. That's okay. And then he convinced himself, like, he's right. I am not good for her. I only will put her in danger. But then Aunt May says, no, Peter, the, you are good. That's all that I know you to be. You're good. You're good enough for her. If anyone has any problem with that, they can come talk to me. And then he was like, Okay, maybe, no, you know, no, like, I don't think it uh, comes out of nowhere and I get what makes him reach that point. And I mm-hmm. think that they do. It's just it, it, the tone shift around Captain Stacy's death specifically, where it was at one point in the movie, an emotional gut punch that is supposed to make you go like, God damn. Um, because that last moment with him, whenever he's. He is he's hyping him up, you know, he's like, you are a good man. I now realize that New York needs you. The city needs Mm -hmm. you. The people need you. You just need to promise me one thing. And you think he's going to be like, you know, keep doing it. Keep being Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. But he's like, leave my daughter out of it. Like, that's that's a good moment. I think that's a great moment. Uh, My problem with it is, though, is how the the YouTube channel, how it should have ended covered why it's pointless. And I think it makes a lot of sense. He could have saved him with the lizard formula to regenerate where he got stabbed. The green one was still up there. He could the green just, one's still up there. And the antidote is still coming down from the sky. Oh my god. An instant Oh no. It's Wait an a instant maybe, but, maybe since but, it's already maybe. raining, it wouldn't work, you know, maybe. Maybe right. like and he's already dead by the time all of the the cure is done. So like it was just the cure in I think between the point moments, of that you know? cloud is that it's not like a it's done in a couple seconds thing. Like it's it lingers. No, I think it could have worked. But the thing is, is now you have the writers of Across the Spider Verse saying that it's a canon event and it needs to happen. Right. Because they showed that scene specifically. That's okay. true. That's true. Yeah, you know, you brought up something trying to cover that I their ass thought about <laughs> of like they the never actually movie. they never explain why it doesn't work as well for Dr. Connors as it does for Peter in this one. They do in the second one. They're like, yeah, it was his father's DNA, worked it to, you know, work around that. And we're like, okay, that makes sense. But in this one, we don't really get any reason to why. It's like Peter got bit by a spider and then, you know, the lizard is a lizard, so maybe that's just the reason is that it's it's just a different process. They're different, you know, levels along their research, whatever. I don't know. Um, but it would be cool if, like, Peter had some knowledge of, like, maybe maybe Dr. Connors was in on my father's disappearance, you know. Like, why, um, maybe, like, but I guess, he, you know, I don't think he really was i think it was just the same guy who was threatening dr connors i think it was just the higher up yeah, we kind of get that a little Oscorp. bit that he knew um but yeah so but dr connors kind of knew exactly what happened and he just never told the truth so like it would have been cool if there was some grudge between dr connors and peter and he wrote down something wrong on purpose on the equation and then he was like i won't give you the last bit of the equation unless you tell me the truth of what happened to my father or something like that. I think that could have been a cool moment between them. Um, but how would but you like, write that into the story of like, he just went to Doc Connors because his dad 
like because Uncle Ben told him like Doc Connors is the guy in the photo. Like then he That's did his true. little bit of research. That's what I'm saying is I wish there could have been some way that Peter knew. Um, right. Or like his dad left him a message, you know, like look into so-and-so or talk to this person about, you know, I don't know. Um, like if I disappear, you know, something like that. I'm I'm not sure. No, uh, right. It, it, I mean, like that's that's ultimately like I think that thematically it's a tad ma- like it plays again like a coming of age film above all else for me. So it's it's interesting to place that within an epic sci-fi mm. superhero sort of setting where it seems like that's where stuff is going to slip through the cracks a little bit. We've talked about the logic of some of the stuff, and it is mostly with the superhero implications. Um, and that's not, I mean, like, it's not that big of a deal, you know, like ultimately what I was saying about the ending, I like that moment. It put a giant smile on my face whenever he says, yeah, whenever he says, you know, like those are the best kind, you know, like I love that. And watching Emma Stone smile grow and you watch and you're like, you smile with her. It is, it is a Mm -hmm. great little moment, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. ultimately it's just, it's fascinating to pose such a strong emotional moment and kind of suck the air out of it five minutes later yeah Um, yeah yeah. i see i see what you're where you're coming from um yeah and ultimately it doesn't affect my enjoyment of it i enjoyed it a great deal i just no, yeah exactly that's where i'm at too yeah it's 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 a little bit of a a little bit of a moment in the script where you're like "Eh, i don't know what the right way to go about that is um but there probably is a right way to go about it. Um, probably could have used another pass, like around the writing table. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose, like, I like that they don't. It's another thing that distinguishes this movie from the first Spider-Man because it ends. The first Spider-Man ends with Peter telling MJ, "Like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you in danger. That's it." And this poses to you, like. He doesn't get he 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 cares, but he's gonna I don't do give a fuck. Yeah, bro. bro I, I, have you seen Gwen Stacy, bro? I'm gonna be with, like uh like he's like, I'm not giving it up for that, bro. I ain't giving uh, shit up. Sorry, bro. Captain. Uh but uh I love your daughter. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean also it's uh, Gwen has a choice, I think, you know, it's it's not her oh, father's totally not her father's choice completely. Um, so I think, I think it may be like, you're good enough, uh, for her that. And also like, yeah, I'm, See, it is a dead man's promise. Too, is but... that like in a movie where Gwen is actually written rather well, I would have liked for her to Ooh. claim her agency. Like you're saying, yeah, like if like he say, says, that I know your dad promised me, but after I, she does, after mm. she says something about like, what about like, don't I get a say in this? Don't I get to decide my, yeah. like my life? Like then that line doesn't feel so like it, it, it's. <laughs> and it plays very well into the next movie though. It does. It does. That's true for sure. Um, I think it just kind of undercuts. Um, Maybe her dad was right. Eesh. About. Uh, she does get hurt pretty bad. Oh yeah. Um, she actually, bad. Yeah. Uh, she does get hurt. Really bad, um, but hey, it's true. The I'll only... throw a bandaid on it; it'll be fine. <laughs> no, at least it was quick. At least it was quick. You know, um, at least it, it. Not a lot felt. Um, 
No. But um, we're not there yet, so we can still live with, with this moment. But, yeah, yeah I yeah. think that that would have made it a little split. better. The line, yeah, we're going to watch The Amazing Spider-Man 2 up until about 20 minutes left. And then we're yeah. going to turn the movie Exactly. Then, yeah, we don't need to know what happens. I yeah. forgot completely. I don't remember, exactly. actually. No, um, I, I, I do. But, uh, but my line, it comes from between the two of them. Uh, Peter comes home after getting sliced up by the, the lizard and, you know, and uh, Gwen's, you know, treating to him. And uh, it, I guess Peter, oh, my God, was trying to kiss her so hard. Like, he's just so, like, holy shit, you're so hot. Just kiss me, please. And, uh, but after a little bit, Gwen just says, easy bug boy, easy bug boy. Yeah. Oh my God. I lost it. And Peter, Peter even says, what'd you call me? He's like, what did you call me? But I I think it was like a little bit of like, wait a minute. He's like, hold on. I like that. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. What'd you call me? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I loved the, the chemistry between the two of them. I thought it was just, just incredible. Um, even the build up to that part where he's just like, he comes in and he's she sees all the scratches like oh my god what happened he's just like oh you should see the other guy yeah <laughs> yeah he happens to be a a giant mutant lizard, lizard. and she's like yeah. uh that's yeah, actually like, where my shot comes in um yeah. I, it was just, it was a really simple <laughs> one that i really enjoyed i'm actually going to put it in the discord here and under the marvel tab um, oh yeah mm-hmm. so you guys can take a look at what i'm saying um, it's one of those examples where I thought the staging and the lighting was just really, really good. I thought the environment was captured really, really mm-hmm. effectively. And it's whenever he slings himself across her like chair in her room and uh, he's lit by the light pouring in through the window, yep. the lamp on the other side of the room, mm-hmm. the books in the background. Uh-huh. And they're just trimmed by this sort of light and they're looking into each other's eyes. I was just like, yes, Dude. yes. You know, it's- like uh, there was one thing we talked about last week with the Avengers where it was like I can see the comic panel um and something that they did really effectively with that movie is they brought a comic a comic book on screen basically yep um this I can see the panel and it works even better as a shot in a movie whereas it doesn't feel like it's just ripped straight from a comic like I don't know how to explain it but it's it's an elevation no, I get exactly what you're saying what I mean um, take the comic panel and make it cinematic. Yes, um, yes you know, make it, like make it, light make it, it look good basically. in camera. Um, um, it is a different medium, and different mediums have different yeah. strengths. Um, exactly. in camera uh, lighting, very, very important. I'm also a big fan of lighting rooms with lamps. Just in general, overhead well, lighting, I don't really, I'm not a fan of. Um, I'm not a fan of the overhead lighting. Mm-hmm. I, I try to get as many people on the lamp wave as I can. Um. Yeah, and, lamps uh, lamps are superior and natural light. Natural light and lamps. True. Love, love that. True. Um, um but yeah, this I don't know. That it a a great just overall looking movie the whole time. Like I mean it like surprisingly, I was a, like, man, this is just a ton of like, beautiful shots. I'm gonna send a couple more here in the group shots. chat now. Oh, uh, Gwen Stacy. Um the one of her at the funeral, whenever the umbrellas mm. are all marching out and she lifts hers uh, and looks straight up. Um yep fucking gorgeous whenever she is in the closet and you know on on peter's wall we have a poster for the movie rear window mm-hmm. which is a movie directed by alfred hitchcock um hitchcock known for his suspenseful thriller movies and the 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 music cue that plays while she's in the closet and the lighting of the sequence does get 
I mean, like, I'm not going to say it's Hitchcockian because that's, it's not, but it, it's, it's certainly influenced by mm. that, I would say. And, uh, the way that like the panels of light are lighting her, the top half of her face and stuff like fucking gorgeous. There's, there's a lot to like in this movie. I've got a here. shot for you guys. Um, I'll throw it in the Marvel tab as I think it's beautifully done and it's towards the, the end of the film. Or it is the end of the film, I should say. Mm. Um, where is it? I think I might know. I have one in my head already. Um, you are, you're probably right. I'm not going to lie. I have a bunch the of these moon saved. in the background or no? No. I, okay. Oh. Oh, shot yes. It's pure oh. perfection. Mm. Love, love a good leap of faith moment. I know this isn't the leap of faith moment. I like his no, first it's that one slingshot um, through the, the crane mm, and yeah. Oh no. That's, I mean, that's again, beautiful. huge Come influence down. on the Spider-Man video. Yes. Game. Man, you 2018 yes, it, like, that's dude. the pose when you're falling, man. 100%. And, and also his, uh, whenever he gets on top, when he makes his web shooters and he goes out, does the handstand, you know, and then he gets up on his fingertips and then his two fingers and then one yeah, hand, two fingers. And it's like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, this is like, they really do a good oh. job of showing his strength, um, in this, like breaking the sink, the door. And he's like, holy shit. Like I can't do anything normally anymore. I have to like yeah. tone back everything, every part of my life. Um, one of my favorite shots too is uh right before the bridge fight and he's mm -hmm. like it's right after he leaves Gwen and she goes I'm in trouble yeah. uh and she he it's when he's taking off his like jacket and t-shirt and you just see him yeah. wearing his suit underneath and it's just that back shot oh I love that he's looking down at the bridge watching the lizard do its thing got to love it's the so Spider-Man back shot yeah, yeah. oh man no this yeah, back he's shot. I don't know. His his suits are just so Dude, incredible. there's like a shot the... whenever he's very I love the contrasts in this movie. Again, the lighting is so important specifically mm -hmm. with this suit. Um the way light yes. kind of glimmers and shimmers yes. off of him. It's um, that puff mm -hmm. paint, man. Yes, yes that screen printing puff paint. Oh my god, um, that's what it I is. I wondered it. what like it it was like. It's because it, in Toby you have like that three dimensional webbing, but it's very just yeah. like rubber or like you know not reflective. It's, yeah, that urethane and um, the suit like itself is just like it has like a print like, kind of in it. Mm -hmm. um, but this one they made it like okay, we need to establish that he didn't he did make this suit. So he he screen prints back spider logo on it and it's all mm -hmm. spandex but like if you if you ever look at how like cosplayers will make the tasm lunge suit it's all puff paint yeah and like i've seen people that put it in like a syringe sort of thing and like just very like slowly yeah, it's like, like a, it's a special out. tip and, like, and they'll and they they're like so close and it's so intricate in the detail and it's, but yeah. but that detail specifically like it does grant light just to bounce off it in beautiful ways like it, it yeah. makes the suit look so good and, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. like he just i, I mean andrew just has some great suits oh he's um, also got he, like he's got a perfect spidey physique also the tall oh, lanky so like yep. the way the suit looks on him is also perfect which is you know nothing that's quite important as well but there's that moment at, immediately after captain spacey uh, captain spacey captain stacy's death 
um, whenever he turns around and looks at the city and there's two, the two buildings lit up in the like blue green and the, mm-hmm. uh, what, what are, what are we, the particles falling from yeah, yeah. the, uh, from the machine and he's trimmed by that glowing light and he's just looking off in the distance. I was like, God damn, this Dude. movie is pretty bro. Like it's just, it's so I was surprised by how good looking it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's the more I talk about the movie, the more I'm like, because I thought I was crazy for putting it at my my favorite Spidey movie um, above Spider Man no. One. But I'm I'm just I'm realizing it just is there. Like it's once just... you are released from the shackles of nostalgia, you mm-hmm, realize yeah. that there's a lot out there that is every bit as enjoyable as anything else. And uh, but now are we stuck on nostalgia saying this is our favorite Spider Man movie? Shit. It's Tom Holland, well, and the, the, you, you know there's the Spider Verse. You got. Well, don't get me wrong. This is my favorite live action Spider Man movie. My, my favorite, favorite Spider Man movie is Into the Spider Verse. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that just kind of is a different, a different animal. Um, the second one is, is a little different. You know, it's a little. We, that's debatable. Just for the ending alone. Once the next one comes out and it's a complete trilogy, I pretty much have no doubts that it'll be my favorite Spidey trilogy there is. Um, and just kind of, it, it's. Yeah, that's kind of a different league, but live action, I don't think there's any debate for me now. Not um, for me, yeah. Like, this yeah. is definitely my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... And that's not how I felt coming into it. I was I was blown away that that is how I felt after this viewing. So, um, we've spoken a lot about the, the element of surprise in our viewings yeah. and how mm-hmm. it ends up reflecting it. Uh, ends up being reflected in our ratings whenever we get to those like uh whenever something is a pleasant surprise we always end up boosting it quite a bit um and i think i think it's well deserved here especially in that enjoyment category it's, uh, yeah. it's such a emotionally riveting movie and i i appreciate it greatly for that man i uh yeah i don't know is uh what what what, what favorites do we not have blaine have you said your favorite line yet Mm-mm. I didn't. I didn't say it. I forgot to mention it. Um, because everybody brought up the uh, the f- a car thief scene. That's what we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, and I was going to bring it up there, but we never got around to it. We we talked about something else. One of my favorite lines is when the police officer comes in. He's like, "You and the mask." Freeze is like, "No one seems to grasp the concept of the mask." Yeah, that's kind of a like, joker like, it, line. It's a, out of con- it's a like, jokey line. Know. There's it's a Joker. good fourth wall break that it isn't meant to be a fourth wall break. Like he's meant to be looking at the guy webbed to the wall that he just did. Like he's like, you could this could have ended a lot worse, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah. If that tattoo was there, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna kill him? You know, is is that is that the level he's going to? What do you think? Oh yeah, he's looking for revenge at this guy. point. This is before, if yeah. that is the guy, what does he do there? Like he's, does he uh, stab he's him? For revenge, does he, man. Does he he's take that just... knife? You know, bro. He... He's gonna like just beat him to a freaking pulp. He knows yeah. the strength yeah. he's got. He just did the two handed two finger thing. That's mm-hmm. scary. I mean, like, yeah, like he he's strong. Uh, well, to just I think in No Way Home about how after Gwen passes, he kind of loses himself to a degree. So like, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Mm, it's that always is true. Interesting he stops pulling his punches. Yeah, he yeah. does go go apeshit mode. I would yeah, very there, much there, like to there's see always, that. No Way Home has been a fascinating recontextualization of every um, 
every Spider-Man as we've known them. Oh. And, uh, no one, uh, like Liz, like Risa Fons in, uh, no way home. You know, it's not actually, I mean, I know he voices him, but he's like never actually there, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the the complete non factor he is in No Way Home essentially um makes a lot of He's sense now. Yeah. Yep. You know, like it's like revisiting this, I'm like, oh yeah, he wouldn't have shit to do. You know, <laughs> like he um, just doesn't have yeah. Yeah, he's uh he, he I, you know, he did get a little uh Nazi ish for a moment there of like, you know, humans are low you know, kind of even crazier than a Nazi at one point where he's like humans Every human is just below me. We can be so much better in every way. So I'll forcibly make Manhattan lizard people. The strongest dose of copium ever. Let's do Um, it. And and is is the idea that this, um, because his comes and goes is the thing. He has to keep re-using it in order to go full lizard mode. But is there just a idle mode which he stays at in which it's both, you know, where he would – because every time he goes back to human mode, he doesn't have his arm anymore. You know, he loses his arm. got to imagine he's upping his dose every time. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like a slow evolution into – Because he starts growing when the he reverts on the back, side. And, there's mm-hmm. still elements of it there, you know, he, like he so loses I think arm. there comes a time when he turns and doesn't turn back. But then, so these people say the antidote cloud didn't go out. What do the random people experience that got hit with the green, you know, with the green grenades he threw earlier? Are they, um... Well, I guarantee like, that's the dosage you need to be a lizard for the rest. Yeah. Oh, he figured it out by almost, then. I, I like, bet I can almost guarantee that because he's, before that, he even upped the dose, like, even more. He says, I'm upping the dose before yeah. he injects himself. So he... By the end of the movie, he became fully the lizard. Like he was oh, yeah, that, never that's, going that's, back to Kirk Connors unless so. the antidote was used. Yeah, yeah, I don't okay. think I think that's okay. what that's supposed to be. I like that. Then I like that more. Than I wish she spent a little bit more time with the lab coat. I appreciate that we got glimpses of it, but every time it slowly Did, fell off, yeah, I was like, ah, yeah. you know, I was like, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all right. No, I agree. I wish the lab coat would have stayed here and there. Yeah, not every time, but like. That moment when the the cops start shooting at him when he arrives at like Oscorp, he I just think. rips it off right and away. And he rips it off. I'm like, no, nah, keep it on, man. This is this, this is what you this is what you're built for. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, no, nah, it's a uh, it's it was also in that era, kind of breaks. What's that? Oh, it's it was in that era of like comic book costumes are like you don't don't make them comic booky. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't know. It looked, it looked, I think him ripping it off in that moment was more of like embracing who he was more than just like, ah, let's get the oh, funny right. comic book, uh, but like off the Netflix it. Marvel shows were a big component of that. Like, oh, don't mm. give him a glimpse and like, ah, this looks like absolute, I look like a damn fool. And then he just like takes oh, off, you know. What'd you expect, yeah. yellow spandex? You know? Yes, like, uh, Scott, I did. Please put yeah. it on. Please <laughs> do it. Um, yeah. uh, but I, uh, it's, it's fascinating. This movie kind of breaks a mold for comic book movies where, um, typically a comic book movie is only as strong as its antagonist. And I think that holds true for a lot mm. of comic book movies. It's not a, it's not a, yeah. 
foolproof surefire guarantee obviously right. exemplified by this movie um but uh it it is interesting that this movie succeeds so much for me on a personal note when i do think green goblin and doc ock and uh shit even mysterio in far from home uh Mm-hmm. Like I, I think we're we're looking at better better villains in general uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to those movies, um, but not better movies, which is or more enjoyable movies, I should say, because like I said at the top, hard to compare Raimi to anything just because he's so unique a filmmaker. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting rather rather well with this one. Um yeah. Do we do we feel we're ready for the rating section or do we have more to say? What what's everybody feeling? I guess I don't know if we've de- uh, officially declared. I think it is just kind of uh true though the character of the movie. Uh, I think it is just yeah. Andrew Garfield as as Peter yeah, Parker. That's what I have. As Spider-Man. As it just Peter. uh yeah, he the the character, yeah. I mean he it is his origin story. He goes through the you most character development. Now. There you is are that guy. Um, yeah, like uh, Gwen, you know, Gwen's nice, but she's kind of already already who she is uh, from the jump. Yeah. You know, she's already just the confident, uh, very smart, bright person she is. And, you know, she does go through her father's death and all and then has to deal with Peter not being with her. But that's very quick at the end. Um, yeah, well, yeah that's why I had to give Emma Stone the performance over over Andrew, even though he's the embodiment of this character in every way of the books. He, she just elevated the material from not being a damsel in distress. Like mm-hmm. that's why MJ does stuff in in like the Tom Holland trilogy. She's not just there to, you know, be captured by Vulture yeah. and, and and stuff like that, or even like Mysterio and, and things like that. But what a wonderful lineage of, you know, uh, the romantic interest in these Spider-Man movies. You know, Kirsten Dunst to Emma Stone to Zendaya. That's a They've got that shit on lock in terms of the performers there. I think that they they all do mm-hmm. they all do a good job with what they're dealt, uh, to be sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, shit. Even even the Gwen of the Raimi trilogy, Bryce Dallas Howard, baby. Um, she's beautiful true. too. That is Dude. true. Yeah. And that's closer to the comic book version of Gwen, where she's kind of like she's not super. Like she's smart, but she's not like she is the damsel of distress. She was supposed to be the original like ending like i need to save gwen from venom and sandman yeah. but yeah. kirsten hey, dunst had, wow kirsten dunst was like what no even though i don't know she seemed really turned off by it even though she wanted to do it i don't know their relationship stuff is really weird uh in the first movie yeah, it's the, fine the romantic storyline in the raimi trilogy is just up and down yeah. and up and down and up and down. Hard the chemistry hard between the two actors is not even remotely close. Uh, <laughs> not to, even close. And to to and Kirsten Dunst dated after the first. Yeah, they movie were real. Too. They were a real life couple too. Yeah, like it's the yeah. the tradition of Spider Man and love interest it has to you know? happen. You know, who? I wonder what the next spot. You know, we're getting Madam Web. Maybe we'll have a uh, a a polyamorous relationship between three. Spider, you know, may I don't know if this if it'll hold true for this Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah. You're going to reveal that the Sony Universe Spider-Man is Glenn Powell, um, and the anyone but you romantic comedy is going to become a a Sony Spider-Verse film. Um, <laughs> in, in, in a scene. Um, 
Yeah. You know, that that's actually what the, the next Spider-Verse movie is leading to is what Sony's going to say is they're just going to open it up to the real world. That's going to become one of their universes as they go, they actually come into our world and then yeah. take some oh, real God. celebrities, you know, in I'm looking forward like to that web, but don't do but, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I just, uh, I like to theorize, like you know, yeah. it'll be fun. Um, um if, yeah. if anything else, that's what the Sony, the Sony Spider Verse, you know, movies have kind of provided for us. I've always, I've always yeah. had a good time. Um, they might not be fantastic, but they've been fun. They're dumb uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Turn your brain off. Sit back. Kind of pay attention. Kind of look at your phone. Yeah. Have a good time. Um, yeah. No, I. Uh, this is not one of those. This is this is. Uh, I think comfortably, aside from the animation, the best Sony Spider Verse film. Um with ease um it's it's incredible it's incredibly well done and i think that uh mark webb i don't know that he gets enough credit i don't think he gets enough credit for this at all does not Um, dude got gypped in the end oh yeah and so did andrew garfield you know absolutely um yeah it's just it's sad like i don't know it's he he's the one that clearly loves the character the most you know like he he has a different passion than Toby and Tom Holland do. I think Tom likes Spider Man. I think he's probably the close, like closer to Andrew. But Andrew just, I don't know. It feels like he was, like it, eh, Tom, like his childhood dream got. You know, he always wanted to be Spider Man. I guess it's the same thing. But I think it just comes maybe just on screen differently. It comes through with Andrew that he's like he's living his dream, like pay, playing this role. Like it would, I don't know. And he he killed it. So I, I don't know. I'm. I'm there. I'm I'm at the top. This is the top of the Spidey list for me. Um, if we are excluding animation, forty-seven movies we've covered so far. Now, um, it falls at fourth. Number two for me. Bring it up two more notches. Uh, the only movie I put this below is The Dark Knight. Uh, for me, comic book wise, that we've covered. I've got it Um, below The Dark Knight. Uh, Superman seventy-eight. And my three, four are kind of interchangeable. I think that I would sooner revisit this, but the anti-fascist streak of Captain America, the first Avenger, really, really does it for me. I love that movie, man. I love it. And I love another one that I loved it a lot more than I remembered I loved it. So it was like those movies are kind of rising up the list. Um, But yeah, I think with that, we might be ready for the rating section of this here podcast. Um, we've made it a lot less convoluted since the last time you were here, Blaine. Oh, jeez. Um, All right. Cool. <laughs> only, only two ratings. Only two ratings. Oh, One sick. That's even better than last time. Like <laughs> yeah. Instead of four, it's now two. It's so much simpler. Um, enjoyment-wise, on a scale of one to ten, just how much you like the film, and then critically, all things considered, performances, cinematography, score, editing, anything that you think makes a movie critically well done. How is it doing one to 10? We'll start with enjoyment. How are you feeling on a scale of one to 10 here? Uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't love this movie. Like I said, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. I've watched this more times than I can count. It's going to be a 10 for me um, as a fan of the character. Um, Now, if we're going to look at things critically, I'm going to lower it down a little bit. I'm going to give it a solid probably eight there are a lot of things where if i were in that writing room i'd probably uh give it another pass on some things have have things looked at a little bit differently um 
and all my reasons had had been listed throughout this podcast episode so mm. far. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. comfortably sitting at like an eight. It's a good movie. Um, I think cinema uh, cinematography is great. Editing pace is good. Um, it's where the writing is is where I think I would I would have another go some things that's where it falls and it doesn't falter completely i think you're i think you're right there like it has strengths but it certainly has weaknesses and i think that's yeah. fair. um with the way that we weigh things that would make your rating of this movie an 87 percent which would be uh which would be quite yeah, i feel high. comfortable with that yeah that's good that's good uh joe let's do it how you feeling i think i know how you're feeling um, i mean on my list i had the first Toby Spider-Man was at my two, and then I, the reason I have this at two right now is because I, I do in fact think it is my favorite Spider-Man movie. So, by that logic alone, it it just had to go above it. And where Toby's is, I, I do agree with as well. Um, and and we gave Toby's a nine seven five enjoyment. Um, and man, that's the thing is that like, I cry more in this one. And I have nostalgia cries in the Toby mo- like movie, mm. but I just cry more because you're supposed to cry during these movies. Yeah, right. like in, it's not like in, in this movie. So it has that. Yeah, it has all of the the origin stuff where he's freak. I think that's the one thing. I think I do like Toby's origin stuff that he goes through a little bit more. Um, mm. Like whenever. Uh, like the go web go fly whenever he swings for the first time uh, whenever he's in his room and the webs are just everywhere um, I think I do in like him drawing the the costume I think like his origin montage is a little bit more enjoyable just a little bit but like as far as the entire movie's concerned I think I don't know I'm I'm right either there or above it which would which is either a 975 or a 10 um, I, I have I, hesitation for the 10. I am comfortable with a 975, though. I, and that, that was what I was saying, is that if it is either a 975 or 10, that means there is some hesitation for me as well. Um, and just putting on the same le- Dark Knight, I mean, that's just... I don't know. I mean, that it, there's there's not many movies that can stack up to that one. And this one is actually the closest that we've come across so far for me, enjoyment-wise. And I just don't think it's quite the Dark Knight. Um, because it has all of the stuff that this movie has, but it also is critically done so well that it makes the enjoyment that much better um, while you're watching. So I think, I think I'm at a a nine, seven, five. All right. I'm comfortable with that. I'm very, very Mm -hmm. cool with that. Um, Yeah. I don't, it it is interesting rationalizing it like that. I'd thought the Spider-Man was at a nine, five. I didn't realize that we gave that a nine, seven, five. Um, But regardless, that's cool with me. Um, I believe that's right. Maybe I didn't change it whenever we were doing our our little switches, but I think that's right. Um, I think it's Spider Man. Yeah, nine seven five. Enjoy. That's fine. Like I like that movie a great deal, so that's fine with me. Um, Let's see. Critically, um, Blaine's eight is probably my ceiling. Yeah, that puts it on first class V for Vendetta X two levels. Um which yeah, are yeah, that's yeah, and I pretty good first class is probably the best X Men movie. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I like it, man. I I love me some first class. Um that's the one I, I enjoy the most. 
That's the one that's unseated in my four spot. First class is at five. Um, yeah, so Spider-Man right two there. Um, and the first Avenger would be the next step down at a seven seven five. Uh, Toby Spider-Man two and uh, Cap. Um, I. I would be okay with either a seven seven five or an eight. Both of those feel right to me. Um, it just depends what group of movies you think it kind of belongs with more. Because um, I'd be cool with either. Trying to compare it, I mean, to Spider Man Two. I think that's pr- probably the easiest comparison we can make. It's a better um, movie than out Spider-Man of these two. I'll tell you that. I think it is. Like it's it's performed better, um, even with the writing flaws that we have. I still think it is written better. I don't than think Spider-Man it has quite 2. as many writing flaws as Spider Man Two. Um, so yeah, I think I think Eight is actually more fitting here. The like romance on, is immensely more compelling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like performances, it, I enjoy Tobey Maguire a great deal, but I don't think he holds a candle to Andrew Garfield. No, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I love um, Tobey, but he's. I love Alfred Molina. That would probably be the one thing Spider-Man 2 has up on this movie is the portrayal of the villain. I think that Alfred Molina as Doc Ock is magnificent. So it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And I, I hesitated to agree with Blaine earlier about the Sally Field being the best Aunt May thing. I think Rosemary Harris is fucking great. Rosemary Harris does a great job. Rosemary Harris does a great job. I just think they gave... Sally Field more emotional things to do with Peter, mm-hmm. like especially in the, and I'm and I'm obviously I'm thinking more in the second movie than I am probably the first, but right. like I I couldn't see Rosemary Harris and like this Peter Parker, I couldn't see Rosemary Harris defending like his choices, like and it's okay, like it, you don't have to be so hard on him, like yeah, well, Martin Sheen, Uncle Ben oh, is going to be like, that come on, you made it, you made a promise to me, and like that. this was the thing that we had discussed. That was a great moment. I'd forgotten about that. So yeah, no, but they're they're easily. I also love Marissa Tomei, but not for completely different say, reasons. They're all uh, getting no, younger as time there. goes on. Yeah. Aunt May has just gotten Levels hotter there. and hotter every time. <laughs> every time it's just happened. Um, Marissa Tomei. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no. I mean, obviously, happy uh, John Favreau, who's slightly in charge of Marvel, is going to put him with Aunt May. Um, any chance he could get, um, obviously there. But yeah, no, this that's the the supporting cast around Andrew is just incredible. Incredible, um, yeah. Incredible everybody's role. cast really well. Um, so yeah, it, it shakes shakes this one out to an eight five eight, so an eighty six percent for going good. there, which really which puts it at at number five overall. Um, only below Batman Begins at an 8.75, as well as the first Spider-Man at an 8.75, and then Superman at an 8.83, and The Dark Knight at a 9.83. So, I can get with that. There we Top are. five being all Batman, Spider-Man, and Superman. That makes sense. Um, that's how it goes. Those are the big three of the comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Gotta it's be them. it. They gotta be it. Um, but yeah, with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, come on back next week as we will continue Winter is Blooming, our Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. Uh, I believe we're kicking off Season 7 next week, right? Is Mm -hmm. that where we're at? That's right. We're almost done. We're almost done. Thank the Lord. I've had a great time doing that project, but it is a long project. It's stretching Um, it out. 
Yeah. And we uh, will one continue. episode a week. A oh, long yes. time. Yeah. Uh, whenever Since Halloween 2022. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. It's officially. That's how long you guys been doing that one? Oh, yeah. Dude. Branching three I, calendar years now. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Game of Thrones, the show isn't for me, but I love the coverage you guys have done. I listened to a few of them. Um, you guys do a great job covering them. So thank, thank you. you, man. Thank, thank you. you I appreciate much. that greatly. Um, yeah. So we're doing that on Mondays and we'll be back with another two episodes of the comic book movie journey through film next week, which I believe brings us to Iron Man three and the dark Knight rises. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll be joined by Kyler Barnett for Iron Man 3, and Claire DeGeneres will be making her return uh, for The Dark Knight Rises. So I'm very excited for that. Um, You guys are pushing Iron Man 3 up more? Wasn't that released in 2013? Um, At least it it seems that it's the next movie on the list, at least that I have. Uh, Whenever we create it. I guess we are going off the sheet Joe has uh, has concocted. This is true. Um, Um, Because the... The next it might be rises Dark and then rises looks like July twentieth, twenty twelve is the date I have for the movie release. Um, oh. And then Iron Man three is May twenty thirteen. Um, okay, as well as Man of Steel would be after that May twenty. Oh, so we're doing Dark Knight Rises next Wednesday, Iron Man three next Friday. No, no, no. It is. Oh, oh. It should be that. Yes, it's wrong on the calendar, uh, not okay. the sheet, I think. There we go. Um, that makes more sense. Because I was like, Iron Man 3 definitely didn't come out the same year as the Avengers. It was definitely a year later. No, I was going to say, um, Thor and Iron Man 3 came out the you. same year. Thank you very much uh, for catching that. Yeah, that that's huge. That is huge. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> but yeah. And then when's the Amazing Spider-Man 2 do up? Or uh, or I guess right Man now. of Steel. I, oh, wait. You, you wanted to be a part of Batman versus Superman, which is a little... I'll be part of Man of Steel if you want me there, too. I'll talk all the DCEU films if you gotcha. want me there. I don't gotcha. care. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2. It is uh, not the end of this month, but the first episode of next month. It is February 2nd. We- and we're probably only a couple weeks away from recording that as well, Blaine. So we'll we'll, we'll Hell be yeah. seeing you. I've got a surprise in store for you guys on that one. Not the not that your viewers will see it, but you'll guys, you two will see it. So love it, love it. I can't right. wait. It's it's going to be a deep cut reference. I love that. I, I love a deep cut. reference. I'm ready for it. But yeah, you'll Whenever be back for that, and I'm so very excited. Um, but yeah, with that, if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like for $3 a month, you can support the podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at penny bloom pod, follow on Instagram at penny bloom podcast, follow on letterboxd at penny bloom pod. Um, got a nice list of every movie we have ever covered on there with links and everything. It's very satisfying. Um, let's see. Yeah. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review and to continue downloading episodes. We were off to a great start in 2024. January has already been quite nice to us. So I'm very satisfied with that. Um, yeah, with that Blaine, thank you for joining us. Go ahead and plug yourself. What you got going on right now? Uh, well, you can follow my personal page at, uh, Blaine Razach. It's my first and last name. And um, if you're feeling a little into the supernatural, I started a ghost hunting group. Yeah. Uh, we're called Ghosts and Us. Uh, you can follow us at Ghosts and Us everywhere on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, things like that. Um, it's, uh, 
It's growing. I've got a video that'll be coming out. I'm hoping at the end of, at the time of recording this week. Um, so it's, we've got some cool stuff going. I know it's probably not up anybody's wheelhouse. That's on your, your channel, but I'm quite proud of everything that we do. Um, so yeah, I'm on the channel and that's right up my wheelhouse. I was obsessed with ghost shows as a kid, like ghost adventures, like people going to haunted houses, locking themselves in there for the night. Oh, dude, dude, tell me. We just, so so, I live in Wisconsin. I live, I live in Wisconsin. My friend and I, we just drove over the new year's weekend. We drove to Jerseyville, Illinois, which is on the Missouri, Illinois border almost. Okay. Uh-huh. So like we drove eight hours just to go to a place that's for awesome. a weekend. That's sick. That is that's dedication there. That's so yeah, bro. And it's probably my favorite video that I. Uh, that's the video I'm editing right now. It's probably my favorite video I've put together yet so far. Awesome. I've also yeah, got a awesome. podcast for that for that channel. If you guys anybody wants to listen, it's the same cool. thing. Ghosts in us. So fuck yeah, man! I'm super proud of you for for pursuing that and. uh dedicating yourself to it like that i've been seeing the stuff on twitter and it's yeah, so yeah. exciting to see you know it's fun whenever because shit we came into contact with each other almost two years ago now because of the podcast oh shit yeah which is kind of fucking crazy um it's just nice to see people grow and do their things i i saw that you uh you're also playing dr frankenfurter uh in the i did do that yeah that was so cool i love that i love that was, Rocky that was back in october i played I got to play a dream role of mine. So that's so baller. I love, I love that movie so much. So it was so cool to see. Um, But yeah, with that, we'll conclude this episode. If you would remember peace, love and bloom. And if you can do good things, you have a moral obligation to do those things.